Hi everyone, this is To My Teenage Self, Love Anna, Be Daddy, a podcast where we talk about anything from love, heartache, friendship, college, and everything in between. Um, it's a love letter to our teenage selves. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, in today's episode, we are going to be talking about platonic friendships, or platonic love, mm-hmm. which is so important, right? Um, and I think we've both experienced it, and we know the importance of it. Um, and so we're here to share our stories, and I hope you guys enjoy. I think this is going to be a good one. I think so, too. Definitely. I think more um, lighthearted than our first episode. Our first episode was a bang. Yeah. We, like, we... We talked about our first yeah. love. Saltamos la sopa, you know? Yeah, we did. Yeah. I mean, I think in this one, too. The idea of friendships, I think, was a big one, because friendships change. Mm-hmm. And, like, we met, what, a couple, two? Almost two years ago. ago. But we feel like we've known each other forever. Our whole lives. How about we start with our friendship? Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay, so uh, we both work for in a name school in the south south of L.A. And, um, basically, I got this job, um, and Gary was already working there, but you were working there online because the pandemic was going Mm -hmm. on and it was our first time coming back to school after a pandemic but it was my first school year there we had to do like some orientation for new staff or something Mm -hmm. and so i'm we're standing in this huge circle and i'm wearing this spider web shirt (laughs) i remember that that i had made and it's in the middle of the summer and i'm wearing like a halloween shirt and I would just remember, like, we went through all these introductions, and I remember, you, you stood out to me, because I don't know why, it was just like, Karina, and like, you just like stood out to me from across the way, but I, I mean, I In didn't know you. In that circle, mm-hmm. remember? Mm-hmm. I remember that. Because we were like, directly right across, across from each other. Yeah. But we didn't talk during the circle, nothing happened, nope. and I just remember them saying like, oh, Karina works at the Inglewood site, and yeah. I was like, oh, I work there too, so we're going to be co-workers. And then you came up to me. Yeah, because, I mean, when I saw that shirt, I was like, that's the sickest fucking shirt I have seen ever. <laughs> and like, I remember being like, oh, my God, I want your shirt. Mm-hmm. Where did you get it? And when you said, oh, I made it, that immediately was like, oh, she is the sickest person <laughs> ever. She made that shirt. Literally. And yeah. I after that, that I mean, it. Mm-hmm, that was it. Literally... We had, I had already become friends with some of the uh, girls who worked at the job, and um, we just, like, all started hanging mm-hmm. out during, mm-hmm. like, PDs, and we started talking, and I really liked the way you thought about things, like, when it came to education, yeah. and then we just started having lunch every day, and then it just, it boosts, it was so easy. Mm-hmm. It was, like, one of, I feel like our friendship was one of those friendships where it's, like, you realize, like, oh, like, you're meant to be in my life, like, yeah. you're one of my soulmates, yeah. immediately. Yeah. And I think it was... At least for me, it was one of the first friendships where I was like, oh my god, this is what friendship should feel like. Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't this like, oh, I have to see this person. It's like, yes, I get to see this person. Exactly. And every day, I just remember, like, I would have to be supervising in one area, and I would just, like, wander (laughs) over to where you were at. And literally, and our boss would walk by and be like, there they go. Yeah. Standing next to each other. (laughs) I remember, I think, towards the end, they, like made us purposely not be in the same room yeah. as each other. And we would still end up in the same space. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, it was like, it was so funny. Um, but I think that our friendship was, I've had several friendships like that in my life where yeah. I've just, when you just meet them and you know, you're like, oh, I'm going to be that person's friend. Like we're mm-hmm. about to have a friendship yeah. for a long time. Because I think me and you are also really good at like reading people's energy. Mm-hmm. And when they match, you're like, oh yeah, makes sense. We match. I want to keep hanging out with them. Yeah. But I feel like not every friendship starts that way. Mm-hmm. And it's so, um, like, specific. And it's so random when it does happen. Mm-hmm. That when it does happen, you're like, oh my god. I found another one of my people. Yeah, and I think especially as an adult, like, making friendships and meaningful friends is a lot of work. Oh, yeah. I think because when you're in school, like, middle school and high school, you're forced to be friends with so many people because you see them every day. Yeah. And mind you, like, yeah, we were kind of forced to see each other every day, too, because <laughs> we worked at a school. But it's not the same. I think, like, in middle school and high school, um, when you're a student, you're, like, in the same classrooms. And you don't, mm-hmm. like, you just are there. Yeah. Or they're friends with your friend. And or... and you have to be there. Like, mm-hmm. if I wanted to quit, I just would quit and wouldn't see you anymore. Exactly. And not only that, but when you work with someone, you could just avoid them. If you really don't like them, you just don't speak to them, you know? So it's not like that. Because, yeah, yeah, we were forced to see each other every day, but at the same time, we could have easily not had a friendship. Yeah, very true. You know? But that's one thing that I think, like, for so long, I... So one of my first friends growing up was (laughs) this person. Let's call her Susie. And Susie and I became friends in the sixth grade. Okay. Right? And we talked every single day. We, like, called each other on the phone every single day. And I remember in the eighth grade, there was another girl who joined our, like, fruit group, and we became, like, three. And I was really good friends with the new girl, right? Like, we became really good friends. And I just remember in the eighth grade, me and Susie were going to go to the same high school, and she told me... Because I, I was really excited that yeah. we were going to the same high school because me and the other girl, yeah. let's call her M- Melissa, okay. right? Melissa was going to go to a different high school. And so I remember telling Susie, like, I'm so excited that we're going to the same high school because then we'll go into high school right. having friends. Right. And she told me, well, I don't really know if I want to be your friend in high school. <gasps> yeah. It, I, it literally... That's fucked up. Yeah. Can't wait, can we continue saying that? Yeah, we can. <laughs> yeah. We did all of the first episode we did. Because I think about our students seeing it and I'm like, dang. Because they're going to go through things like that. And I just remember that. But she just said, like, I don't want to be your friend. No, I don't want to be your friend. She she was like, I don't know if we'll want to be friends in (gasps) high school. Like, I don't know. We might make new friends in high school. Susie broke my heart. That's so sad. Yeah, and that was the first time that I, like, ended that friendship and was just, like, and it was so dramatic because I was, like, I don't want to be friends with you. And, and if all of the, like, anyone who talks to you is not going to be my friend anymore. I was, like, super dramatica. But, it, like, and I thought then as, like, a high schooler, like, well, I was being so dramatic. Like, why would I do that? But as an adult now, I'm, like, yeah, that hurt my feelings. Yeah. And if she was saying, like, I'm not sure if I want to be your friend in high school, like, it made total sense that I, I cut her off. Well, it's because I think when you're growing up, friendships are such a big part because you're creating this identity, and a lot of this identity is the friends you have. Mm-hmm. So this person that you were so, like, 
she's been fed and then all of a sudden no I don't want to be a friend like what yeah and not only that but in the school that we went to it was from like kindergarten through eighth grade so I had known her since kindergarten wow yeah we falta yeah but the worst part was like we became good friends in middle school like we weren't like close close friends yeah but it wasn't until middle school that she like was like we became good friends and then she like cut us off and then in high school it didn't hurt me because I saw her and she did make her own group of friends because uh-huh. by that point I was like don't even talk to me you know <laughs> but I made my own group of friends too and like I would see her and I'd be like what's up you know like oh it got better yeah and it was fine but and I survived yeah you know Because I think when you're a kid, everything is the biggest deal. And then you grow up and you're like, no, I was my best friend. Yeah. But friendships, I feel like friendships are so much more valuable to us as kids than even your relationships. Right? Because when you're in middle school, not to stereotype middle schoolers, (laughs) but when you're in middle school, a lot of the times the relationships you get into, you think they're going to last forever and they last like two weeks. Yeah. Six months. That's a long time, but like, you know, six months is a long time for a middle school relationship. That's like five years (laughs) in adult years, you know? But yeah. So when I was in middle school, I really thought that was like, like her ending our friendship was like devastating. Mm. And then you get to high school and it was, and it's fine. Then you fell in. That's the thing I think about transitioning, because at least for me, I had a very different experience with my friendships. Like, I had this one friend, let's name her. Jane, mm-hmm. right? We known each other same since all of elementary school. We were together. It was great. And then we ended up going to different middle schools. And I was like, damn. So I had to start over with my friendships. But then stuff happened. My middle school was whack now. So I had to move. Moved eighth grade. I had to start over all, like, all over again making new friends. But guess who was there at that middle school? Jane. Jane. Yeah. And it was the first time we met, we, like, it was from far away. My dad had just dropped me off for the first day of school. She looked at me. I looked at her. We ran to each other, like in the movies. And we were like, oh my God, you're here. But then we weren't friends during eighth grade. Because she had already created her group of friends. Mm. And then I had to start creating. And then her group of friends were not my vibe. Mm-hmm. They were like all the cool kids who were like misbehaving. And and I wasn't. that wasn't my vibe. Mm-hmm. But it was still like, a, oh my God, my friend that yeah. I have known for so long. And then I had to move again for high school and I had to start all over again and making friends Yeah, for those four years. That, but then I feel like you get a clean slate. Yeah. That's and, and that's really nice too. Yeah. And I think your friends, the friends that you get in high school are the friends that really last. Mm-hmm. Because those are the ones that you go through a lot of things with. Yes. I like think the so bigger, like more intimate relationships or things that you talk to your friends about like going through college and going through like parent things and Mm -hmm. just bigger things in life are happening as you are in high school and i think they leave a bigger impression on your life because you're at that coming of age moment where you start it's funny like it's you start to you remember all of those memories a lot more clearly yeah and when you're in high school like if you notice, like, any song that you liked in high school, you still know mm-hmm. as an adult. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because your memories are so connected to, like... Who you are. Yeah. Like, your identity. Exactly. 
And <clears throat> I remember when I got to high school, I made friends with this with these group of girls. Yeah. And and I remember I just remember thinking they looked really cool because they were just always together and they were in some of my honors classes and I remember one of the girls, her name is, um, her name, whatever, her, we don't have to mention yeah. her name, but I remember I had met her in French class and we have the same, we had the same birthday. Uh -huh. And so in French class we would talk to each other and it, and remember Peter. So Peter was actually what got us to be friends because when he would like break my heart and I would cry. Uh -huh. Like, I remember the girl from my French class would be like, why are you sad? Oh. And so we would talk, right. like, casually. And I had made friends with this guy. His name's Billy. And Billy was, uh, he was super cool, like a super cool kid. And he was friends with that group of girls. And I remember, like, in before I had even met Billy, like, I had played guitar for them. I'd be like, oh, I play, I'll play guitar for you guys. They're like, okay. And so I play like Paramore. <laughs> and they'd be like, all right. <laughs> I was just the girl that would like play music for them, but like randomly. And I just remember they would sit specifically by this bench, uh -huh. like by this one wing of our high school. And they would sit right there and like, I yeah. would go up and play. And I just remember one day, Billy was like, you should be friends with them. And I was like, okay. And so he was like, Anna, this is this group of girls, right? And this uh -huh. group of girls this is Anna. And I was like, hi. And they were like, oh yeah, we know you. And and Billy was like, you guys should be friends. And he has that power where he just can make things happen. And so I became friends with those girls. And I remember one time we were over at one of the girls' houses and Peter was texting me and like trying to talk to me. And he was like, get on Xbox Live right now. And <clears throat> yeah, I know, I literally, <laughs> so dramatic. Yeah, he was like, get on it right now. And I was like, my heart was beating. And they, the girls had already known what our story was. And I remember the girl from our French class took my phone and she was like, you have girlfriends now. We're not going to just let you like get involved in somebody like that. And oh I was, my God. Yeah. I just remember that. And I just was so clear to my, my head. And it was like the first time that I had another group of, of girlfriends like in high school. Because yeah. by that, at that point, like I only had guy friends in high school. <clears throat> not by choice, just by like yeah. who you gravitated to. Yeah. There was just like a guy from my middle school that went to my high school and I became mm -hmm. friends with him. And then he became a part of that friend group and so it was like a big friend group of us and it was so <laughs> fun and I just remember like I that year I did um, a musical and like one of the girls was in the musical and we were and it was just like joyful yeah you know yeah I think that's the biggest thing about the friendships I had in high school it was a lot of fun a lot of like genuine joy and contentment with each other because in my high school there was like a hundred students in my grade mm -hmm. so everybody knew everything about everyone and the drama and the relation like everybody dated that it was chaotic mm -hmm. but it was also the most fun yeah and i still have them as friends like on instagram mm -hmm. I'm like oh my god they have a kid now oh my god i remember her and she was so fun and that one time that we did this that it was great yeah you know and it's like High school friendships are so chaotic because nobody has a car. Nobody has money. <laughs> and you're like, okay, my dad says that he'll drop us off, but one of y'all's parents have to pick us up. <laughs> Literally. Or it'll be like, yeah, let's just walk there. It's only like four miles away. Yeah. <laughs> you're and like, it's a four mile up the hill. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like walking with your backpack on in your uniform. Yeah. It's yep. just, it's so fun and so pure. And yeah. like, and it's, 
and especially when you have a good set of friends, like, and there's no drama in, yeah. the, in the friend group. There's no, like, drama. <clears throat> it's just, like, you just connect with each other. Mm-hmm. And it's just fun. Like, there's no extraness. And I think know? there's this, like, maybe because high school is that last benchmark before you're, you don't have to go to school anymore if you don't want to. Yeah. Like, this is the last place where everyone's going to be together at the same time, all the time. Yeah. So I remember for me, my senior year was so great because we got so close, but also so sad because I knew that everyone was going to a different place. Yeah. Everyone was going to start their, like, actual adult, you know, life. Yeah, definitely. And then that was, that it was this part of, like, I'm going to be losing a lot of these people that I had created so many connections with. Yes. I feel like I had the opposite experience. Really? Because, okay, so, like, talking about, like, I know we're going to talk about being toxic a little bit later, but in in that friendship, like, I was the dramatic one. Oh. So, I brought a lot of unnecessary drama into that friendship group. Plot twist. Yeah, plot twist. We can be toxic. (laughs) We can be toxic, yeah. And it, like... I knew that I was the toxic one, but I could not help my toxicity. I don't know. It was like, I was very anxious, depressed, depressed yeah. in high school because of the Peter situation. But also like, there was a lot of family things happening yeah. in my life. There was a lot of, a lot of things that twisted and coiled together mm. into me being a very dramatic teenager. Yeah. I think. When I see a lot of drama in the kids, is this need for attention because other things were going on outside of their life. Yes, 100%. 100%. And I mean, I can I can twist it and turn it any type of way, but at the end of the day, I was the dramatic one in the, in the group. Yeah. Like, because the rest of the girls were normal. I mean, <laughs> they were. Like, obviously, obvio, there's always dysfunctional families and, like, things going right, on. Right. But I was the one who was troubled in that group. I mean, I was, like, the one who was dating all the boys. I was the one, not all the boys, all two boys, you know, but the boys were, oh, it was just so much. But anyways, so I caused friction in the group because, like, basically, the boy from my middle school, uh-huh. I ended up dating him. Like, in between me being with Peter and not being with Peter. But they caused a lot of friction in the group because they were friends with him. Yeah. And I was... They, we, now we were exes. And there was... I still had the drama going on with Peter. And they were like, we hate Peter. Leave Peter. Stop <laughs> talking to Peter. Please. You know? Like, there was that anxiety of, like, come on. Like, please stop doing this. Yes. And I couldn't. And I wouldn't. And so there was constantly that friction of, like, me choosing the guy from my middle school. And, and then me choosing... Peter, but then Peter not choosing me, and then them yeah. having to deal with my shit. Because that's another thing, is, like, when you're with friends with somebody, you, you're not just friends with, like, them casually. Especially not, like, in that type of friendship. Like, you're friends with their drama, with their issues, with everything. And if somebody's bringing a lot of drama into your life, leave them. And I think that you know? brings up a good idea of, like, the qualities that we look for when we are creating these friendships. Because I think the biggest difference for me in high school was it was all about loyalty. Like, I'm gonna be friends with these people forever no matter what happens mm-hmm. and we're gonna work through it and now i'm like mm, like what are you bringing into my life that is making me want to be your friend exactly and i think for a long time like what we brought into each other's lives was was fun and like yeah. it was like the musicals and the plays and we had like 
we all like to read, so we would share books with each other. Yeah. And, like, we would hand books to each other. And, and we had so many connections that were so beautiful and pure. Mm-hmm. But I had so much shit happening in my, in my romantic life, which actually was tied into, like, my family life, that yeah. it caused so much friction in our friendship that, like, something just blew up one day. And I was, like, the talk, super toxic friend. And our friendship ended because of me. And for in high school, I couldn't see that. I just thought they were the assholes. Yeah. But then I left high school, and I've grown up, and I've, over 10 years have passed, you know? <laughs> and I can look back now and say, like, yeah, I was toxic. Mm-hmm. And I was toxic after high school. And I, it wasn't until, like, when I was 24 that, like, I saw them again, and I think it was like, things could be, like, we could be friends. Yeah. But by then, so much time has gone on, and we've Thanks lived so much life. I think... The beautiful thing is that you get to remember all the great things, and then things that should be forgotten, you're like, yeah, like, I got over it. And But what's really messed up about my brain is that I remember everything. You do? Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. You remember details about my life that I tell you once, yeah, and I forget about them. And you're like, no, remember this, this, and that. Why do you think that's happening? I have no idea. Because I can't lie to you. No. Ever. No. <laughs> no. Not at all. One, I can read your face really well. Yeah, that's true. Two, I can, I just remember everything. And I'll remember it to the detail. Like, the absolute detail. And so, I've chosen to hold on to the pain that I caused those friends. Mm. As like a memory to be like, I don't want to ever do that to somebody okay. again. Yeah. Because I remember at some point, like, teachers had to get involved. Because really? because we were in all the same classes, oh, we were in all the same honors classes. We were in the same groups. We were in the, all the musicals together. So like we were in each other's lives, like so deeply embedded, and I was causing them harm, like like actual pain. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so you're like my kids. Yes. Like I was in like the drama. When yeah. Like Miss, we cannot sit together because this person cheated on this person. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad. You make it so hard for us to make seating charts. Girl, I know I gave some teachers nightmares because I was bad. Like, in the in that drama part of my life, I was bad. Like, literally, the teacher had to, like, sit us together at, a, like, a lunch table and be like, all right, we have to talk things out. Like, they had to mediate it. And I remember one of the girls cried. Like, she was, like, sitting there crying. And she was like, I just don't understand why you're being like this. And we tried to fix it, and then I just decided, like, I couldn't be yeah. friends with them. But, mind you, what? in my ear, I had Peter telling me, like, they don't love you. Mm. They don't love you. They don't want to be your friend. And l- literally, half of, like, our fights were because in my ear, there was this boy who was telling me that they weren't my friends. And I didn't realize he was trying to isolate me from them. Yeah. Where, like, the drama could have been squashed if we had just talked it through. And with that mediation, we would have talked it through. Mm -hmm. But in my ear, there was a boy who was trying to isolate me from my friends because my friends were telling me not to be with him anymore. But that's one of the things that they do. I don't think we covered this. And now that we're talking about friends, when I was going out with um, my ex, right, I had these group of friends that I met from my freshman year in orientation. We we lived together for three weeks. We met. We were like bike to Target together. We took all these classes together. We mm-hmm. were so close, right? And I remember them telling me when I started dating this person, like, mm, 
you know because mm-hmm. i think friends know like yes. no like you are you have changed in a way that's not healthy yes but in in your ear like this at least for me this need to be loved was like oh no but they would never do that to me and then I started to distance myself from my friends. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, I would rather keep this person than the people who are now looking back at it, looking out for me. Yes. And I, funny enough, I recently, one of those friends recently added me on Facebook again after I treated her like shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, she has a kid now. She's wow. like in a master's program. I'm like, damn. Like the life that we could have had together if i had listened to you oh yeah you know the girls from my high school are still friends they're still best friends and they still it's amazing i love that for them but they post photos of like how they go on trips to mexico or how they go on trips to like go ski and i'm like yeah i would have been in that friendship because we had that kind of friendship where we would have been best friends forever yeah because we went to all of us went into each other's houses all of our parents knew yeah, of each other. Yeah, met each other's, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we would have been best, like, I, and mind you, like, like how you said she added you on Facebook, yeah. like, I remember seeing them again at an art show, and they literally were like, we should hang out. And I was like, okay. And so when we went out, like, to a bar, they were so nice to me. They were so nice to oh. me. And it was like nothing had happened. And I was, like, shocked. That they could forgive me. Yeah. And I'm sure they had forgiven me for years. But I couldn't forgive myself for what I did to mm-hmm. them. And I think I'm still in that stage. Like, I added her on Facebook again. And I'll, like, check on her story. And she'll post about her kid. But I don't think I'm there in, like, the reaching out and being like, Dude, I was a douchebag. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Yeah. And I should have listened to you. Yeah. Because you have the right to tell me, bitch, I told you. Exactly. But mind you, like, they're still friends with the the guy from middle school. Yeah. And me and the guy from middle school, like, we fix things, not fix things, fix things, like, over and over again. Yeah. It was, like, a cycle we were in. And they're still friends with him. And it's not that I don't, like, how do I say this? It's not that I, like, care that they're uh-huh. friends with him. Because I don't, I, I don't, I don't even, with him, it's, like, it's been over for so yeah, long. Yeah, you're over. There's yeah. no emotion attached. But I also don't want to, like, go and, like, hang out with them and hang out with him. And, like, you know, it's just, yeah. like... Because I think that brings up a good point of, like, there, when things change in your life, there are some friendships that were meant to last for that certain period. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. And that's it. Like, they were there for a chapter in your life when you needed them to be there. And then things happen. You're not friends anymore. You don't wish them any harm. But... It's over. It's over. Yeah. And like, you still yeah. want them to do good. Yeah. But I, it, we're at a different stage in our life where mm-hmm. I'm okay with seeing you from a distance and seeing you succeed from a distance. Yeah. And, and like, I, I'll see them post things and I'm just happy and I want them to have a happy life. Yeah. But I've grown and outgrown mm. the, the teenage self me that wishes I was still friends with them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I see them, and sometimes I'm still like, oh, yeah, that would have been nice to be friends with them still. Because I like them as who, the, who as people. Yeah. 
they were they're cool ass people you know what i mean mm-hmm. like they're all still cool ass people living cool ass lives like <laughs> i knew they were gonna grow up to be super cool and they did you know what i yeah. mean so like i think a part of me like my teenage self sees them as adults and i'm like oh teen me wishes i was oh, still friends with them that's such a beautiful image you know what i mean because yeah. they did grow up to be cool adults yeah you know but i grew up to be a cool adult too but I have made so many friends and have lived okay. such a beautiful life, you know? You know so many people. <laughs> Can I just... You're, we will be at the mall walking around. And we're like, hey, I know that person. And then there's three other ones. They're like, hey, hi, Elise. I haven't <laughs> seen you in five years, but I remember you. It's just I'm one of those people. I don't know. Okay, mind you, we took a personality test. <laughs> and my personality was like 97% extroverted. Yeah. And and it shows. Absolutely. Mine is like 60% extrovert. Yeah. 40% introvert. Yeah, because I just, I like people. Like, I like talking to people. I like hearing people's stories. I like telling people my story. And I think ever since I was in high school I would just be vulnerable with people because I needed to talk through my shit and they were like she wants to be my friend she told me her life story and then I listened to their life story and then it would just like we would just share because you make people feel seen and like connect you connect with them in such a way that's like oh this person understands me yes and I think it's because I was so emotionally disturbed in high school (laughs) that I was like and now that as an adult and I'm like normal when people tell me, like, the crazy things they've been through, I'm like, yeah, I get it. I was crazy, too, you yeah. know? And, like, especially with, like, the teenagers that we work with, like, I hear their stories. I hear their anxieties, their depressions, their mm-hmm. dramas. And I, mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, no, I lived through the same thing. Yeah. I was also, like, a chaotic teenager with a lot of emotions, <laughs> you know? I also messed up my friendships. <laughs> I also did all these things. But you grow up, and then you create new friends. And I remember when I was in college, I remember always thinking before a semester started, I would say, like, I'm going to meet new people. I wonder who's going to be my friend this semester. I wonder what friends I'm going to make. Before every class. Swear to God. so sweet. And I still do it. Every semester (laughs) that we're in school or any new place that I go to, like, in the fall, I'm going to go to a different school to work. And I'm like, I wonder who my friends are going to be. There'll be times. I mean, we still have class together, right? Mm-hmm. We're still in this graduate program and we're becoming teachers. And I swear there's times where I, we will sit next to each other and my social battery gets drained much easier than yours. Mm-hmm. So there'll be times where I'm like, oh, I just don't want to talk. I'm just going to be working. And I can physically see you like moving around, feeling jittery. Like, who is the person that's going to sit next to me so I can talk Yeah, and just see how their day is? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we literally became friends with Luis that way. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We have a friend in college. His name is Luis. He has multiple names. He's an interesting person. <laughs> but literally, like, I met him one, the first day of classes because yeah. we were stuck in a group together. And I could tell he was indifferent about me as a person. <laughs> but we had so many classes together. And we just, like, were nice to him one day. We were just familiar faces. We yeah. had, like, four classes together. Yeah. And so then I just, like, I don't want to say I forced my friendship onto people, but I just like yeah. talking to people. Yeah. And I like asking them, like, how was your day? Mm-hmm. What are you studying? Who are you? Yeah. Like, what is going on with your life? And people <laughs> are like, 
she wants to get to know me. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. But literally, we've had that moment where everywhere we go, we know someone. Yeah, and I think you've taught me a lot through our friendship of me having to do that. Because now I'll be like, oh, hey, how's your day? To just random people. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm like, damn, I'm at least would be proud. Yeah. I just talked to a stranger today. Literally, because, like, okay, what? We walked into our first graduate school class, and I knew somebody in this in the room. Yeah. You, Chris. Yeah. Literally. Mm-hmm. And then... And then you know, <laughs> we have another friend named Chris, and I remember you telling me, like, you're gonna hate him, <laughs> because he also likes to talk a lot. He's like the guy version of me, like, yeah. where he just, he knows everyone, he talks to everyone, <laughs> but it's just, like, I just love people, and, like, everywhere yeah. I go, I, I will see somebody. And I think that's something we look for, like, the qualities we have with friends, like, being mm-hmm. able to just talk to people and make fun, like, have a fun time with them. Yeah, or, like, why am I working with kids every day? Or, like, mm. teenagers every day? Because I love people. Yeah. I, I love talking to kids. I love hearing their stories. Like, I remember one of the teachers at my site was like, well, what do you do when you see a kid from school somewhere? And I was like, I say hi. <laughs> I'm that teacher. And it's like, oh, my God, you're here. They're trying to hide from you. You're like, no. No, the kids run up to me. <laughs> They're like, miss. Oh, my God. They, like, hug me. And I'm just like, ah. Like, I'm, like, so, like, yeah, stoked. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Like, I've seen a kid at a skate park in San Pedro. Like, <laughs> far away, you know. And he, like, freaks out. And I freak out. And, like, because I think, like, at the end of the day, like, I really love the kids. Yeah. And, like, yeah. and it's, like, so genuine mm-hmm. in me that I just, because mm-hmm. I love people and I love their stories and I love who they are and like how bright they are and like I know we're not supposed to be friends with the kids but obviously like you create connections yeah and it's like and it's so fun and 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 I think it's a different like at least not friends with the kids because that would be a little weird yeah no no, no. but it's like this almost this mentoring relationship yes I see a lot of my teen self in you Mm mm-hmm and you see a lot of yourself in me. And, like, yeah. you give advice and you have these stories to sh- share together. Yeah, exactly. And I think the most important one t- for me to teach them is that friendship is important. Like, mm-hmm. like what we're talking about, yeah. platonic friends. Because like, it's super easy to isolate yourself. Yes. You just stop answering texts. Yeah. Stop answering phone calls. Yeah. Stop. And, and this is, like, a life lesson that I learned when I was a teenager in high school, mm-hmm. when I was being toxic, I stopped being friends with this one friend because, I don't know, I just stopped being friends with him. And as adults, in, in my 12th grade year, we were cool again. Mm-hmm. And we were friends. And, like, and we were, I was trying to build that, rebuild that friendship because I realized I had destroyed it. And my freshman year of college, we were cool. And like, he was like, hey, like, come camping with me. But I was so depressed. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was like, no, 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 I don't want to. And that sophomore year of college, I remember him again asking me, like, come out and camp with me. Like, come do this. And yeah. I was so depressed and so sad that I kept rejecting him. Mm-hmm. And then come December of that year, he passed away in a car accident. Yeah. And I had isolated myself so much, but I had had so many opportunities to rebuild that friendship. And he was giving me the chance to. He yeah. he had opened the door to allow me to be his friend again and I kept rejecting him because I was so I was isolating myself as like punishment you know what I mean yeah and I missed that opportunity yeah. 
And that's another thing, like, you never know when somebody's going to just go. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's so important to just... Put like, yourself out there. Yeah. Before you have these regrets. Rebuild friendships if if they want it, you know? Because mm-hmm. I, I think, like, with the girls from my high school, they didn't want to rebuild that. Like, they did, but they didn't. They were like, mm, you brought a lot of drama into our life, you know? <laughs> and I did. So that was, like, well-deserved. Like, they built their own friendships, built their own lives. They, they kept going. Mm. And it's nice to see them be happy. Yeah. But with this guy, he wanted to be my friend again. He wanted, yeah. he was trying to be my friend again. And yet, I stopped it. Yeah. And I think that's the thing about friendships. Like, friendships take time and they take effort. Mm-hmm. Like, if, at least for me, I, I didn't really learn about this idea of, like, this friendships, like, if they are reaching out to you is because they care for you, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. until I met one of my close friends now, her name is um, Penguin, mm-hmm. um, because I remember with her, when I first met her, it was, I had just broken up with, oh my god, I didn't even talk about how me and my ex worked at the summer camp together. Oh yeah, that's terrible. Part two later. Yeah. Anyways. Um, I met Tegwin at this summer camp, and she just was, like, the coolest person ever. Um, she was, like, a lingu- like linguistics and she was psychology. She also wanted to be a teacher, and she was just great with kids, super great vibes. We started hanging out, and I was going through the same thing where I was like, no, like, I, I don't want to be a burden to people because I'm in such a shitty mood, like, I'm not happy. For me, it was a lot of, like, I don't want to be a burden to others. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was one of the first people that taught me, like, no, she's reaching out because I want to hang out with you and I, I, I care about you. And then we ended up being housemates for my last year. And then, um, now we're still close friends and she lives in the Bay now in, in Northern California and I still live here, but she always has this, like, I'm going to be checking in with you and we're going to keep hanging out because I want to keep being your friend. Mm -hmm. So she'll know like, Hey, like, how are you? How's it been? And even in those texts, like, fuck, sometimes it takes, I'm the worst to reply. We know. (laughs) We know. (laughs) The absolute worst to reply to a text. But I always try my best that, like, she is one of the the best people in my life, and I want to keep her, but the friendship takes work. Mm -hmm. And she, like, we have this mutual, like, okay, we're not going to see each other, we don't talk to each other every day, but we are going to still be in each other's lives because we care for each other. Yeah, I feel like I I have, so that group of girls was like high school, but I've had my best friend since seventh grade, like we've been best friends since, and we've been through the drama, we've been through everything, in the sense that like, she watched me live through the drama, and like me and her have had like arguments, or like things we didn't agree with, within our own Mm. friendship, and we're still friends, and we've lived across the country from each other, we've lived right next to each other, you know, like, we've lived so close to each other, like, I've taken the bus to her house, I'll walk to her house, I'll skate to her house, like, I've, I've done it all because I love her, and mm-hmm. she, again and again, she always proves to me that she's in my life forever. Yeah. And I think when I was in high school and after high school, I felt like so many of my friendships ending or changing and, and like, falling apart, and that's gonna happen, that happen that's normal, but you get this panic. It's almost like this a different type of grief of like losing these friends. Yes, and she was just there, always, and she has not changed at all. And like, 
every Christmas or birthday, like, she'll make me some handmade gift because she's an artist. And, like, it's, like, she decorates my house. Like, it's just, I don't know. She's always just been amazing about that. Like, she is there. And, like, I, like I've lived through my darkest moments with her. And she's just there and with zero judgment. Nothing, like, there's never been a moment in my life where I've thought, like, oh, she's going to judge me or, oh, she's thinking some type of way about me. She's just, like, no. I'm just here. And those are the friendships that you want to nurture the most. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's it's the most important thing to hold on to is friendships like that. Absolutely. <clears throat> and mind you, like I've some of my closest friends, like I think like what you had with your high school friends yeah. is the friends that I've also created for myself in college. Oh. Because I went to El Camino College and that's like a community college here in the South Bay. And I joined the music program. And the thing about music is that it's a major that's so <laughs> interconnected. Right. Like you're take it's a small major because not everybody is a psycho and wants to do music, you know, because it's <laughs> it's so hard. And so all of your friends are in the same classes. You're in the same theory classes. We're in the same choir classes. You're in the same. So you start building these like yes. cohorts and yes. connections, right? And mind you, this the music school at El Camino has a library. In, oh. in the building. So, it'll, and that's where you go to check out practice rooms. That's where you go to study. That's where everybody's doing their homework before class. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, it's literally like the hub of, of the music department. And then right yeah. outside of the music library is a courtyard. And the choir rooms are there. The practice room, like everything is right there. Right. And so literally, like, I went into that program and made so many friends and connections. So many. And I joined a choir And I'd never been in choir in high school. <laughs> so, like, choirs in college and in high school are, like, intense. Like, you build a friendship with people. Like, yeah. the, our music t our music <laughs> choir director would say, like, it's because when you sing, your hearts connect. Everybody's, like, if we all sing one song, your hearts start beating at the same right. time. So, it's like so the going to concerts, right? Like, you start beating to, what? Yeah, because your music, your heart, your body starts beating to the music. That's what she would say. I don't know if it's scientifically proven, <laughs> but it did. that's a good way to fucking sell it, though. <laughs> it's so good. And then you would stay and like, and even if the choir director was crazy, you would still wanted to be in that because your friends were in there. And like, we traveled everywhere. We went to San Francisco. We went to San Diego. We went wow. to New York. Like we were, we were like, we were in each other's houses all the time. Right. We were so a lot of the experience that I had with those girls in high school, I got again in college. But it was different because I was older, I was more mature, I had a better like sense of friendship. It was like your second time at, at this, let's make friends. Yes, and program. and those friends I'm still friends with. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I, like, right now we're recording in the studio with a friend that I met in college at El Camino, you know? And like, it's just, it's one of those things where it just, it's beautiful. And at my recital, where I, I went to a different college, I went and finished my degree right mm -hmm. after community college. Mm -hmm. And at my recital, all the people at my recital were my friends from El Camino. Oh, that is so cute. And they showed up. They, like, drove all the way out to PV, showed up to that church over there. I and, love like, that. Yeah. And I, at the end of my of my performance, I literally thanked them. Because it's moments like those where you're like, fuck, these people really like me. Yes. You know? Because at least for me, this idea, I, I struggle with a lot of this imposter syndrome in a lot of aspects of my life of like, 
damn, like, are these friends really here for me? Or is it because, like, whatever reason, I'm acting like I'm cool, whatever it is. But then you have things like that where it's like, I'm inviting you to this thing that's half an hour away on a Wednesday night at 8 p.m. But if you want to show up, that'd be great. And if you don't, that's also okay. And then they show up. Mm-hmm. They like me like that. They, they like me like they that. They like me like yeah. that. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you're my friend, you know? Are we going to talk about toxic friends? Let's talk about toxic friends. I've talked about being toxic, so I got that out the way. <laughs> but let's talk about toxic friends and how to leave them because that is tough. Bitch. It's so tough. And there's so many different types of toxic friends, too. Because there's, like, the very clearly, you yeah. are a toxic person. Yeah, like, you are sucking the life out of me. Toxic. I need you to get the hell out of my yeah, life. Yeah. And then there's the people who are toxic to you, but not specifically because they are a toxic. Like, they're doing things that are toxic. Mm, explain. So, like, a lot of the times, we build relationships off of proximity. Right. So, a lot of your friendships, you will base them based off of where you are in your life. Right. So, when I was in high school, like, no, when I was right out of high school, and I was in college, and I was sad, Uh I made a lot of friends who I only hung out with them because they smoked weed. (laughs) Yeah. If I'm going to be clear, like, you know, and it becomes an issue. Because the only reason you're hanging out is to do drugs. Yeah, Yeah, to do drugs. Like, not drugs, but like weed, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and it becomes a cycle where you're only with them because you guys can smoke. And when you're smoking, you're doing nothing. Yeah. And then what happens when you're not smoking? They're not even your friends. Right. And like, I've seen a lot of people who talk about that and I want to do a podcast on sobriety and on alcohol and and weed. Yeah. Um, but where they say like when they decided to go clean, half of their friendships are gone. Because okay. your friendship is based solely on this activity. That common theme that you had together. And it's not even a healthy thing. Yeah. It's one thing to be like, oh, I'm part of this chess club, and I only see my chess friends when we play chess, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Something fun and healthy and clean. And like, for me, like... Like a good coping mechanism. Yeah, like roller skating. I roller skate with girls, and I only really see... I only ever see them when we roller skate, and they're friends with each other, and they'll go to concerts together, and that's cool. But, like, I only I only really see them when we roller skate. Roller skating. Because we're roller skating together. Yeah. And it's fun. And it's clean and, like, yeah. nice. Versus when you make friends, like, off of that. Like, this. Um, and I think, I think it's good that we're talking about a, a specific episode on sobriety. Because I think the reason why we start getting these coping mechanisms and these certain friends is because we have things going on in our life. But then you get stuck. Mm-hmm. Like, a damn, now I need to smoke weed yeah because i can't i'm I'm, what you're looking for is connection yeah but what you're getting is addiction because you we need a copyright (laughs) (laughs) because you're you're connecting with people based solely on weed yeah and if you like for example a lot of my friends still smoke weed okay most of my friends okay Almost everybody does. I mean, it's (laughs) California, you know? (laughs) And I don't. But I can hang out with them, and they can smoke weed, and I'm fine. Yeah. And then we'll go do the thing we wanted to do. But a lot of my friendships that I had when I was 19, 20, that were based solely on On that that Uh are over. 
because they weren't providing anything for me yeah, in my because life. Because I think the difference between the friends you have now and the ones you had back in the day was now you become friends for a different reason. And back in the day, it was you became friends just to smoke. Yeah. Because that's what everybody was doing. And, yeah. And you're only seeing well, you them to, to do be, that. It's like, oh yeah, let's just be at the box and just go and smoke. And then you go like, okay, uh, see you bye. later. Yeah. And it's a very college thing. But, you know, you can get addictions that way. Like, Absolutely. I remember meeting this girl at the skate park, and I never saw her after this, but I remember her saying that she was hanging out at the skate park every day, and she became yeah. an alcoholic because her friends at the skate park drank every day. And it's so easy to get caught up in that. Yeah, because when you start, it's like, oh, yeah, everybody's doing it, but you don't know how it's going to affect you. No. And whether you are going to become addicted by it. Yeah. And she had to stop skating so that she could stop drinking. And she had to stop going to that skate park because it was causing issues in her life. I mean, like, to wake up and need it immediately. Mm. And you're only seeking out these people because those are the people that enhance. And um, I forgot what the word is, but, like... Enable? Enable your addiction, yeah. Mm. And that is a toxic friendship. Absolutely. And mind you, like, maybe they're not, like... Because it's not clear toxicity, mm-hmm. but it's like in the long run, this is toxic. You, for you. are not helping yourself. No. And then there's the friends that are <laughs> evil. But well, yes, I think. But before, just like the straight out, you are toxic. There's the sneaky ones mm-hmm. that are like the backhanded compliments, and the ones that like, huh? I hung out with him, but I don't know why. This comment that they said or this thing that they said is making me question something or making me feel bad. Yes. Or I have to, like, do something or act a certain way when I'm around them. Yes. Because they'll judge or they'll say something, you know? Yes. Like, I had, um, so my last year at Davis, I lived in a house and it was five of us living there. And one of them started... Great, great friendship. She was a little, she was a huerita. Mm-hmm. She was a huerita. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I started to see, like, hear these these comments where it was like, oh, you decided to dress up today. You look good today. Or she would, like, say these things where it was like, I don't know if that was a compliment. Mm-hmm. Like, why does that feel like you were... Like, you were throwing some shade at me. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, ha, 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 we're just friends. Like, no, bitch, you're making me feel bad. Like, mm. you, you know? Yeah, like, what did I do to you to make yeah. you do that? Yeah. Um, I think uh, I had a friend like that. And <laughs> or it, or it wasn't like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's a very Dia thing to do. Like, all my Dias are like that. Like, <laughs> you know, to be, you know. <laughs> To be chismosas and to be like, ay, hoy te peinaste, you know? And you're like, girl, my hair's curly, your hair's like, stick straight, like, stop. But that's besides the point. But I remember there's this girl, (laughs) and like, if we remember, earlier I said that I just like making friends. Right. So when she came to work at my job, I was like, oh, it's a girl that I can be friends with. Right. It is it want to be friends with that's you. how i am like if you're at a job and i i'm like oh i can be friends with you unless you're like you show to me that we shouldn't be friends i'm gonna befriend you yeah you know and i think 
at least what I've noticed with our friendship is that you are very nice. You are like the sweetest person that you will be friends with everybody. And I will tell you straight up, <laughs> like Annalise, I don't know what you saw in them. <laughs> you have. You're like, you can be friends with them if you want. <laughs> and then later on, you're like, oh yeah, girl, you're I right. realized you were right. Yeah. But it's like you have this very innocent, like, I truly want to interact with people and I can become very selective. I think you're selective off the bat. I am. And I'm like, <laughs> look at this person. They're here. You know? Did you not hear what they just said? Yeah. Or like, and I'm getting better about it, you yeah, know? Yeah, you are. Um, But literally, okay, so this girl, oh my God. So she started working at my job. And I just immediately was like, oh, my God, we need people at our job. And she's a girl. And she could be my friend. You know, like, that's what my brain is. <laughs> my brain it starts is. to click. Yeah. No. Friends, you know? And so I immediately befriended her. And I was like, you should stay at my job. I know you're just a sub, but you should stay here. And then we could be friends. And so I befriended her. And we hung out every day at work. But then I was like, we should hang out, uh, like, outside of work and she was like okay and so then she would invite me to her house and I would go to her house and she was at that time I thought she was cool like she was two years older than me right. she was really into hiking into like being healthy into calisthenics like she was like an interesting person <laughs> she could do like handstands I was like wow that's crazy and I think also part of my life is kind of collecting people into my like circus yeah. you know <laughs> oh my god yes it's just <laughs> befriending people that are just like interesting and wild and like i mean my boyfriend is crazy skateboarder who can do like crazy tricks and i remember in you i was like oh i am keeping her in my life when you went into work one day you got so excited you go dude i'm learning how to juggle (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude because i just i remember one day i was like i want to i feel like i should I want to, like, be like in the circus or something. Like, I want to live a life where I can be in a circus, you know? Yeah. And I've, like, slowly acquired people like that in my life. Yeah. Like, I didn't realize for how long I've been doing that, but I have. And mm-hmm. I think that comes clear, too, when you meet the random people that I know in life. And they're just, like, of all the directions of life. Yep. Yeah. And yep. so she was like that. Like, she could do, like, back hands, like, back, like, back bends and, like, like handstands. And I was like, that's was crazy. That's shit. fucking cool. Okay. <laughs> you know? And then she was like, yeah, I, like like hiking mountains and I was like I'll hike a mountain with you, you know? like, I was just like that you know like I just liked I like life and so she was cool and and so I started hanging out with her and she had like a pool table and she was really fucking good at pool like like scary good like she could hustle people if she wanted to and I was like you fucking should teach me <laughs> yeah she wanted to be a filmmaker and I was like you're fucking Cool. We should make a movie together. Yeah, I was like, you need extras, I'll do it. <laughs> I was just, like, I, I was, I love people, so, like, I wanted to be her friend because I thought she was cool, but she had trauma in her life. Trauma that made her be, like, a like a habitual liar, where she would lie. Like, mighty, all the things that I told you about her were true. Which right, is why right. I wanted to be her friend. Because I saw her do all those things. Would she just lie about the little thing? About anything. Really? Like, I remember one time she lied that she had never had a Slurpee before. Why? What the fuck? Yeah. Why? <laughs> what's what is the point? What's the point? 
And then she said that the guys caught her in her lie because she said, oh, yeah, I've got to go get a Slurpee in, like, a tamalera, you know, where they put the tamales. And they were like, didn't you just say you didn't ever have a Slurpee? I mean, if you're going to lie, lie correctly, bitch. I, I don't, I have no words. It was crazy. And I called her out. I was like, you lie. And she was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, and like every habitual liar of me will be like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And it's like, I know you lie. You just lied to me about this. You lied to me. And mind you, as we remember at the beginning of the podcast, I remember everything. You, yeah. So habitual liars, I'm just. You are the worst person to lie to. Yes. Cause I'll be like, okay, but you told me two months ago. At this night, remember we were doing this, 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 and that. You told me this. You said the color was red, and now you're changing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you. so it's really hard for me to stay friends with them because I'm like, you're a liar. Yeah. You have lied to me. You know what I mean? And so <clears throat> she would lie, and I remember calling her out on it. But she was cool about it. She was like, I do lie. It's like my, it's my way of like, it's my coping mechanism so that if I ever am in a situation, because her past was so traumatic, she had to become a liar mm. because she had a really abusive yeah. parent, like really abusive, scary abusive. So I think that's why a part of me gave her so much grace. Cause I was like, yeah, she's a liar because her dad's a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, that's fine. But then I noticed she would always talk about her friends and she would not always talk about them in a nice way. And I just remember thinking like, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. But it, it didn't click in me. I, I mean, I was like 20. It, yeah. It didn't click in my head that that was not healthy. And so we, but we would play pool every day. And like, I remember I would go to her house and we would play pool. And I remember I was dating like a jerk and she was like, you shouldn't be dating him. So she was still a good person in that sense. Right. She was still nice. But then she had this other friend who was like 18 and she was like 22. And I was like, this is weird. Why are you friends with her? You know, like, I mean, even I'm not really good friends with people who are that young. And I remember one di- one time, like, I was over and the other friend was over. And because she would tell me that that friend was toxic and that she was this and she was that. And I was like, why are you friends with her then? Like, being super protective of right. her. Because she had become one of my closest friends at this point. Right. And she was like, no, it's, it's nothing, it's nothing. And I was like, okay. And at some point, <clears throat> I remember I just stopped being friends with her because... I noticed that she would just keep toxic people in her life. And I was like, I'm good. I'm, I'm doing music. And when she came back into my life, she started wanting to do music too. And I was like, you should do music. Like, music is amazing and it's life-changing. In, in, in my like in my brain of like, yeah, like, you should do music because it'll make you happy. You know? And she was like, yeah. And I just remember I was in a transition part of my life. And I was like, you, I want to hang out with you all the time. Like, I miss being your friend. And we're hanging out, and we're hanging out, and I was telling her things about my life because, as a friend, you tell people about your right. life, and you tell people, like you tell your best friends things that you're not proud of, that you're right. ashamed of, because you have to unload that. There's like this understanding of a friendship that, like, you have to be okay with the shitty parts of me as well. Yeah, and like obviously not like the like you're a terrible yeah. person, but I mean. There's things that you do in life that you're not, like, the most proud of. Mm-hmm. And, like, when you tell somebody, like, a friend will be like, dude, yeah, but you're human. Yeah. You know? And then you're like, you make me feel like I'm a human and I'm okay. Uh-huh. Like, I did shitty things, but I'm not a shitty person. Yeah. And they allow, they help you forgive yourself. Because mm-hmm. they, they still see you as your as a friend, as a person, you know? 
And so I was telling her things, like, uh, in that point in my life where I wasn't the most proud of it, but I didn't know how to... Like, I was transitioning and, and, and dating a bunch of people and just, uh-huh. like... And, like, I wasn't always being honest, but I was always honest with her. Right. So I was, like, being very honest with her about what I was doing and, and who I was with. And I just I was, like, I'm not proud of this, but I don't know, like... I just don't know how to get out of this situation. And I was talking to her more to get advice. Like, see me as who I am as a person and, like, help me figure this out. Unjumble my mess with me, you know? Which you do with friends Uh (laughs) so much. And I remember my best friend, Maggie, from from seventh grade, she was like, I don't like her. And I was like, but Maggie, you know? (laughs) But listen. Yeah, I was like, oh, come But Maggie, you know? And mind you, this girl, let's call her Jamie. Right, the one from work, the liar. Jamie was funny, and that gets me every time. Like, yeah, she did calisthenics and she played pool and and she was a filmmaker, but also she was fucking funny. And yeah. and that you get me with that. Like, if you can be funny, <laughs> that's it. Like, it's over. We're friends forever, you know. <clears throat> and so, like, she would try to do jokes, and Maggie would look at her like, "You're not funny." Maggie knew. Maggie knew. She's always had, like, that sense. She has that sixth sense where she just knows when she she won't fuck with somebody. Because she's an introvert, and she doesn't try to make friends with everybody like I do. And so she's always been like, no. Or she'd be like, yeah, I like them. You know, so I can always... I feel like me and Maggie have had to do the same thing for you. Because you are so, like, you are so nice. (laughs) I'm just, I just like people. So, you know, she's funny. And I was like, no, I don't see the problem. Like, she's funny, you know. And I just remember Maggie being like, Mm-mm. She's not. This is where me and Maggie get along. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you guys are so selective, and so the drama. One day, I had gotten roller skates, and she skateboarded. Well, skateboarded, not really. Tell this story. Yeah, she had. She didn't really skateboard, but she could push. And I couldn't really roller skate, but I could roll. And so I was asking her to go hang out with me. And I show up to her house, and the way that her house was shaped, the the living room window was open, and from the outdoor gate, you could hear anybody talking in the living room. And I heard her talking about me. Like, talking shit heavily about me to her dad. And her dad? And mind you, the, the dad was super abusive and scary. Like, I didn't like being around him, and I knew she didn't like being around him, but she was talking about me to him, bad things about me. And in a way, like, that was, that I could tell she didn't like me. And you were, and you <clears throat> listened to all of it. Yeah. I just stood there with my roller skates here listening to her. It was out of a movie. <laughs> out of a movie. I'm, like, holding my roller skates, listening to her talk shit. Like, as if she did not like me. <sighs> Which is a very clear way. Because, I mean, sometimes you talk to your parents and you say... Well, yeah. I don't know. She's not making the best choices, and like yeah. I, I really love her, but I don't know why she's doing that. That's not talking shit. She was saying things like, "Oh yeah, she just keeps saying she's living her best life. She she thinks that she's all that. She's mm-hmm. like like talking shit, like how you would talk shit about somebody. Like that's what it was. See, that's one of the things that I've noticed that I. That's one of the things that makes me. Um, one of the things I notice and I'm very selective about. Like if I meet someone. And they start immediately talking shit about people. Or if we meet someone together and they immediately start like, oh yeah, but I heard that this, this, and this from so, so, and so. Like, ugh. Because it's one thing to talk about 
what somebody else is doing that you love. Yeah. Versus talking about them to ruin them or their yeah. reputation. Yes. I have to backtrack, though, because that summer, I introduced her to all my music school friends. And she, I noticed she started hanging out with them without me. And that's okay. That's, like, a normal thing that happens with friendships. But this was, like, forced. She started, like, only hanging out with my friends without me. And then there was this boy that I was in a situationship with. Uh-huh. And one day I had asked her to pick me up from work because I didn't have a ride. Because we were friends. And she showed up with him. And I was like, huh. okay. And she knew that I was in a situationship with him. And it was awkward. Mm. And there was tension in the car. And, no. yeah. And I just remember thinking, like, mm, what's no. going on? Yeah. And so, and I noticed his, he had changed, she was acting weird, and so, but I, being who I am, was like, no, that's, like, I don't, this is normal, like, I, she can be friends with them, I don't mind. But I had always had a feeling, like, maybe I shouldn't introduce her to them, because she didn't have friends. She had some friends, but she didn't have a lot of friends. Yeah. And I had a lot of friends in music school, so I was like, you should come hang out with my friends. And she would be kind of weird at the parties, but I was like, eh, it's fine, I guess. I don't yeah. know. No. I hear her talking shit to her dad. And I remember walking to my car and texting her, I heard what you said to your dad. And I drove away. And she was like, no, 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 come back, come back. You don't know, you don't know, you don't know. Like, it, it, it wasn't like that, it wasn't like that. And I never, I didn't talk to her again. That happened in August. I didn't talk to her again until October. Do you remember your sister's No. So when I talked to her in October, she's like, I want to talk to you again. Like, I want to hang out. Like, can you come hang out with me? And so we did. I remember it was October 23rd. And we went we went to a brewery. We went to a brewery called uh, Common Space. And she knew a lot of people there. Right. And there was a guy there who was bartending or beer tending. Like, and I knew him. <laughs> and I, I just remember being there and talking to her and just like a part of me wanted to still have that friendship with her and a part of me was just confused like I don't think we should be friends and so I remember we go and we drive off and we're hanging out and we sit down she parks somewhere and she says okay don't be mad oh my god that's the worst way to start a conversation ever yeah she was like don't be mad but she was like, I told my situationship, yeah. I told him that you're dating other people. <gasps> mm-hmm. What a hoe. But mind you, me and my situationship knew that we, it was an open and that we right. weren't. But right, she right. told him, like, oh, she's dating that guy. She's with that guy. She's being with him. Like, mind you. I was toxic in that situation right. with that guy. Yeah, but you know? that's still not her business to be sharing. To be sharing. Because you, when you're friends with somebody, you don't just share your business. Like, you don't, like if you were dating somebody and you were confused about them, I yeah. wouldn't go to them and be like, she's confused. she's confused. Yeah, she wants to date other people. Because that's toxic. Yeah. That's, you're trying to bring ill to that person. You're trying to make them yeah, see. Yeah, you have bad intentions. Yeah, you want other people to see them in a negative way and so i cussed her the fuck out good yeah 
And I literally said, this is why you don't have any fucking friends. Because you're a fake ass bitch. I love that. Yeah. See, you don't get mad often. No. No. I mean, my boyfriend can tell you, I do not get (laughs) mad. And I don't get mad like that. You know, if I get angry, I'm, I I I just, I'm a quiet, I let it brew and then I get over it. Yeah. And I don't ever spill over. We have very similar ways of getting angry. Yeah. Just, I'm just like. Okay. It happened. Okay, we're moving on. Yeah, like yeah. I'm never talking to you again. But this time I was like, "Fuck, you are a fake ass bitch." I literally told her that in my car. I was like, "Oh gonna, my god, yes." It was either that I was gonna swing on her. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> I knew I was gonna swing on her, so I just said it. I was like, "You're a fake ass bitch," and she was like, "I wasn't." What being, was her reaction? She literally was shocked. She was like. She was like, but it, but it, but it's the truth though. And I was like, and that's none of your fucking business to tell somebody else. And she was, Go off. I, she was shocked, shocked. And, and she was like, I'm not a fake friend. I was like, you are a fake friend. You, this is why you don't have friends. And see, sometimes people need to fucking hear that. Yeah. To understand. Yeah. And then she goes, well, at least I didn't fuck him. <gasps> and did you swing? No. <laughs> No. And I said, well, thanks for that, I guess. Because <laughs> she, was, she was hanging out with him. Like, she was getting music lessons from him. She was trying to be with him. She was around him all the time. She was giving him rides. She was with him all the time. And I was like, what the hell's happening oh, between yeah. you guys? She wanted him. Yeah. And maybe not him, but she wanted his attention. So she wanted my, my friends. She yeah. wanted the guy that I was with or yeah. hanging out with. I don't know. We were dating, but, like, it wasn't serious, you know? Whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. It, it was, like, but I still cared about this guy. Uh-huh. And even though our relationship wasn't clear, like, I didn't care if he was dating other people. Like, mm. that didn't matter to me because I was dating other people. Yeah. But it was more the sense that, like, she knew that me and him had a thing and she was trying to date him <laughs> and then be vicious behind my back, you know? Like, maybe she was just jealous of you. I think she wanted, in some way, to have what I had. Yeah. Because she had such a traumatic childhood. Right. Which I understand. But I still was like, you're a fake ass person. Well, yeah. But I think there's like, I mean, I'm very blessed that my childhood was. For the most part, healthy. Mm-hmm. But now, I think what I should tell my kids is like, you having this trauma or you having these things doesn't necessarily excuse you being a shitty person. Yeah. Because you still have control over the actions that you decide to do. Mm-hmm. Literally. And she had control over that. But the thing is, is that she was a habitual liar. And she, like, wanted so much attention that she was willing to backstab a friend to get attention from someone. And she knew from me, from me telling her how much I love this guy because he was kind, because he was this, because he liked music, because... So, like, she had this... Yeah, she wanted to be with somebody like that. And so she chose to be, to do that to me. And I just remember telling her, like, fuck you, basically. And then she still had to drive me back to my car. Which was hilarious. That must have been so awkward. Because I literally was like, I'm just going to walk back to my car. Because we hadn't driven far away. And she was like, I just really wanted, like, I really wanted us to fix this. And I was like, Lindy bitch. I was like, this will never be fixed. I never want to see you again. I will never see you again. And I blocked her off of everything. Good. Everything. Good. And... I'm sure somehow she will find this ins- this 
And guess what? I still fucking don't like you. <laughs> I'm sure she will find it. And I still do not like you. We do not like you. No. You don't do that to a friend. You do not. And mind you, I will 100% always take accountability for the fact that I was being untruthful to yeah. that guy. And I was. And you know what? I have paid my dues. I have lived. I have shed blood <laughs> and tears for that relationship. But I never fucked her over like that. And she did that to me. Yeah. And that's tough. I think that's tough when you're in a friendship where you are the good friend and they are not good to you. Yeah. Because, I, th- I mean, I don't want to, like, kiss our own ass and be like, oh, my God, we're the best. Because we're not. We have our, you know, whatever it is. But we, I think, are really good people. Yeah. And when they fuck us over, it's like, damn, you're missing out on, on a lot. Yeah. In our life. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Because there's that saying, what's that saying? That, you know, all our tears and everything. It's like, es mejor estar sola que mal acompañada. Yeah. I finally understand that. And, and that friendship breakup was easy. It was like ties severed. Ties, loose, no loose ends. Everything was done over with. It didn't hurt me to not have her as a friend anymore because she proved to her me that she was not a good friend. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And I don't know how she felt about me because I blocked her off of everything. <laughs> still. <laughs> still blocked her. And she is still blocked on my phone and it's been like five years. I... I only have one friend that I did that to. And it was similar. Well, it was the same friend that I was talking about where now that now she made this whole new profile on Facebook because now she's a mom. And so she added me with a new profile. And then it brought me all of these flashbacks because in that relationship, when we were both friends, we were really toxic to each other. Where it's like there was one time we used to live together. She came home drunk. Drunk with like five other people during midterms where we're all just trying to like sleep. We had like three hours drunk, music blasting. I go out of like, hey, you need to quiet down, you know, like a la buena. And then she starts with, you don't even know, blah, blah, blah. And we both, I was like, oh, hell no, you got me on the wrong day. Like, you caught me on the day that you about to find out. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck around and find out. Yeah. That's the day she fucked around and found out. And then we both started with the, you know what, que no se que, que blah, blah, blah. And then we had this, like, emotional release of, like, boom. And all along, I was still dating or I was starting to date this person. And I think that was, like, okay, we're not going to talk to each other. And then we didn't end up living together. And then we got to be super petty with each other, where it's like, you missed rent for, like, two days. You owe me. It's like, fuck, okay, here, let me rent with you, my bad. Where it's like, oh, you actually me debes dos dólares de gas. It's like, bruh. So then we started to get to that toxic level. Yeah, that's too toxic. Too toxic. So then I was like, bitch, you know what? So I blocked her on everything one day, and I said, this is how I know I was toxic. I remember sending her an email. <laughs> A fucking email that I was like, hey, if you want to have any communication with me for the rest of the time that we're living together, you can send me an email. Because <laughs> I couldn't block her off of that. Oh my god. Wait. That's funny. But now looking back at it, it's like, dude, I was fucking toxic. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, we both were. Yeah. But sometimes it's like, okay, you have to have severed every connection. Yeah. Every tie. But then that goes into show that, like, you should not move in with your friends. No. You should move in with people who have your same hygiene. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know. Yes. And somebody you don't really care that much about. Because if it ends, it ends. Or, yeah. or if not, you will become really cool friends. Because then you get, I mean, yes. Because I, I mean, you know, I was in Davis, so I had to live with people every year. And we either had dorms or an apartment. And I always chose friends. Mm-hmm. And then it, when some I didn't like something, we're like, fuck, they don't fucking put the toothbrush wherever. Or like, this bitch isn't washing her dishes for a week. That's just pissing me the fuck off. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to tell them in a nice way because I still wanted to be their friends. Yes. You know? Yes, and then you become passive aggressive. Yes, and that leads to friendships ending when they shouldn't be. Yeah. yeah, and and I think like part of friendships ending sometimes you end a friendship and you somebody or somebody ends a friendship with you and you don't know why. And that I think is equivalent to a breakup. Absolutely. Like it's like, girl, you broke up with me. And they leave you, you know? wondering. Yeah. And it's like, it's one of those breakups where you don't know why they broke up with you. Because you like, thought everything was going so well. And it's like, you found another friend. Like, you, know? <laughs> you have people beside me in your life. And it's like, I don't mind, you know? Like, I just want to, like, okay, I, I'm going to bring it up. But there was this girl that I was friends with, and I still don't know why we're not friends anymore. And I've written songs about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've written songs about it. I've journaled about it. My boyfriend's literally been like, just let it go. Like, they're not in your life anymore. Just let it go. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't. Like, I love her, you know? And I think I still think about her. I still fall. If you saw her again in person, would you ask her? No. I would just be like, hey, how are you? <laughs> how are you? You know, like, I would still want to be her friend. <laughs> I still want to be her friend so bad. And she's reached out to me randomly to just be like, hey, you're here. You might like this. And I'm just like. So she still talks to you. But not really. Uh. I mean, to the point where, like, I knew, like, sad things about her life. Okay, because that's another thing about friendship is that when you become really good friends with somebody, it's almost like you're in a relationship, but without the relationship, right? Yeah. That's why it's a platonic relationship, you right. know? Secrets about them, you know? Like, yeah. their traumas, you know? Things that... It's are... still... There's still, like, a form of, of intimacy... Yes. ...that you gain without all, like, the sexual bits and the dating and all the other things that yes. go along with it. Yes. And that's why when it ends, it feels like a breakup. Yeah. Because they know things about you that nobody else knows. Yeah. And if you're dating, you all, they also know an additional thing about you, about, like, oh, my God, my man's blah, blah, blah. exactly exactly and so and this the worst part was like nothing happened like there was no overt like situation where like i cussed her out or she cussed nothing happened it was just like she just stopped responding to my messages and i'm the kind of person that like if you don't respond to my messages and when i'm asking you to hang out i'm gonna take the clue <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just gonna be like, oh, they don't want to hang out. Okay, like I'm not gonna try because yeah. I'm so embarrassed. Like yeah. you know, like like that double text. No, no, no. You know, <laughs> but I kept doing that where I kept asking her to hang out, and she was just like, no, I can't, or she wouldn't respond. And I did it like for three months straight, and I was like, 
okay, I, I take the clue, you know? I, I got it, I got it. Like, Bruh, tell me why I'm dealing with that right now with one of my friends. It's hard. Yeah, because I keep texting. I remember I was like, happy Christmas, nothing. Happy New Year, nothing. Happy Monday. And then it gets to the point where it's like, fuck, okay, do I give up? Because I don't know what I did wrong. And you don't tell me what I did wrong. And, and I don't know, like, how to bring it up. Because yeah. Well, if, okay, because mind you, like, if I did something really fucked up, let me know. Because I'll understand that you don't want to be my friend anymore. Yeah. I will give you your space. I'll give you your peace. But then I think <clears throat> we want that because it's like, fuck, I was a shitty person. Yeah. And I want to grow from that. And I want to apologize. Yeah. I want to I wanna be able to... Or at least have the opportunity to make up for it. Yeah. And it's like, if you don't want to be my friend anymore, I get it. I will not I will not pursue you as a friend. Like I will just let you be yeah. and, and be go. happy. But at least, like, if you told me what I did wrong, I could apologize yeah. to you. And understand, because then I can grow from that. And I can take that critique in uh-huh. life and never do that to another friend. Yeah. But if I, I don't know what I did... And if you send me things on Instagram that I might like, I'm confused. <laughs> I'm getting mis- mixed signals. you on. And I don't want to. And, and like, I, I try to do the same thing where I was like, oh, look at this Hello Kitty thing. Maybe she'll like it. And so I sent it to her. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> scene, you know? And I'm just like, cool. I don't know. And, like, mind you, like, I... I still want to be her friend, but, like, I don't want to be her friend if she doesn't want me to be her friend. And I get it. And that's a hard pill to swallow. Yes. Like, damn, I have to let go of this friend. But mind you, this is where we kind of can go off of, like, making new friends when friendships end. Because when I, like, I felt for her the way I felt for you when I first met you. Yeah. When I first met her, we were roller skating, and she was badass. I mean, she literally was just starting to learn how to roller skate, and she, like, was, she would, like, throw herself at uh, obstacles, and, like, she was cool. I mean, she had a cool music taste. She had a cool, like, I loved her life story, her story of her parents. I loved, like, like who she Everything was. She was it. so funny, and she is so funny and so cool and quirky and cute and, and just like a precious person and like I remember meeting her and just being like she's fucking cool like <laughs> she's a cool person you know the, the whole like circus of yeah. life yeah literally I was like okay she'll like throw herself down obstacles she's not scared of anything like she was she's like super goth and like dark but she's also like country and like ranchera so she's like she, you know like she's like, very eclectic yeah very she's, she'll like ride an ATV in her pueblo but like I'll come out here and, like, you know dance like the smiths like just such a cool person and like so when i first met her i was like she's so cool like she's um like i want to be her friend you know and so like and then you pursue them and then you're like coming out with me i yeah. you know like you want to go on a coffee day? yeah you want to go skate this one skate park with me that's like 30 minutes away but like i'll drive you know yeah. like just yeah, like yeah. crazy stuff and like i like i remember like we would draw artwork i would like <laughs> i like drew artwork of her like i was just like She's so cool, you know? <laughs> and she is. She's still so cool in my brain, you know? Like, I like it. Girl, if you're listening to this, like, I miss Please you. Be her friend. <laughs> yeah. I miss you and I'm sorry. I don't know what I did. And, like, I, I love you, you know? But, like, and so when, when she stopped talking and responding back to my messages, I met you. And, like, not to say that, like, you feel this, oh. you know? like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because life is not like that. But, like, to me, it's just kind of, like, 
that's a big life lesson to learn that people come and they go yeah yeah and important people and i think come it, and like, go. it helps process things easier where you're like i don't know why something happened but i i i have this belief that it happened for a reason yeah. and your time was that time and that is that yeah and and the thing is is like that door will always be open yeah like if she wanted to be friends again i'm here yeah. cuz i think with friendships it's never a door that's locked unless right? un- unless it's that one bitch yeah cuz that was evil but not <laughs> not this yeah you know because and and i i know Davey, like my boyfriend he will literally always say like just move forward like and life just keeps <laughs> going you know and oh so many tears cried and so that that's the thing it's like life moves whether you want it to or not yeah. and you can either hold on and stay in the past or you can move forward and move Absolutely. on and i think of like i did in a sense like i mean i miss her but i didn't that friendship ending didn't stop my life and it didn't uh-huh. a lot like I feel like you're one of my best bestest friends that I've ever had in my life and yeah. I'm so stoked to have you and to like see you okay. and text you every day and to be around you and to start podcasts and to start things like that's amazing to me like yeah and like I didn't just stop living because somebody stopped being my stop friend absolutely you know absolutely because I think it like goes to show the potential that comes with letting go sometimes mm-hmm. of this need of control. Yes. Because it's, I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. You never know about anything, right? We're all getting philosophical here. But it's true. And, like, if you just sometimes trust that things are going to work out, you find these amazing people that you get to work on a podcast with. Mm-hmm. And you get to, like, have these great sessions with and have this, like, amazing, uh, like, opportunity of of life together yes agreed and then you just open yourself up to new possibilities and i think that's just a philosophy i've always had in my life where it's like i just want to be with people and so i'm always open to people yeah and that's why it's like that whole like every college class i would just be excited to meet new people and have new friends (laughs) it's the same thing and like as much as it hurts to lose someone you always like I learned this when my dog died a couple years ago, but I got my dog died and then I got a cat. Uh And like, I realized that to heal from love, you have to love again. We're also copywriting that one. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. It's so true. In order to heal from love, you have to love again. And that's the scary bit, because with that, you understand that you are going to hurt again. Yes. Yeah. And and that is the most truest thing I could ever tell myself, right? Yeah. Like that it this thing ended and I still love them. And that still hurts, but I loved again. And I Yes. And I opened myself to that love and that love came. Yeah. And it will always come back. Yeah. Like if your love is a house, you have to open the door keep the windows open yeah because like the moment you close yourself off you become stagnant and you 
like when my friend died and I got depressed and like yeah. and that's ha- a perfect analogy mm-hmm. it's like sometimes you gotta declutter your house yes you have to open up the door you have to put away the memento so you know like yeah, I don't, <laughs> yeah. yeah like it's, it's like true. I have photos of her it's not like I'm staring at them because you know <laughs> what I mean like you have to let it go and like just allow yourself to make yeah. new friends and I think friends are one of the one of the ways that you learn the most and they will get you out of the trenches <sighs> bitch yes friends like if a, if you break up with somebody friends yeah 100% if a celebration happens friends yeah if grief happens friends there's i mean we can literally talk about friendships for hours yeah cuz i think that's the most important relationship in my life they're like my chosen family they're everything like everything to me is friendships you get to choose them yeah you have that choice and there's endless friendships that you can make in life. I don't know. I always, I will always think of life like that, where it's like I, there's always an opportunity to make a new friend. You know, like yeah. Because <clears throat> then you get to learn a new story and you get to connect in a new way. You and get to you, learn something new. Yeah. Because like, you only, I mean, for me, it's this idea that I only know so much because of my own experience. Mm-hmm. And being able to be a teacher and being able to talk to people and express myself in this way now, it's because I want to learn about what it's like living as somebody else. Yes. I want to learn about you Mm -hmm. and what your experience in this life is. Yeah. And then you take that story with you. Yeah. And you, and you, you go forward and you go on with that person's story. Like... For and I I know I've read some quote somewhere that was like you are everything you've ever listened to every book you've ever read every song you've yep. ever heard every story someone's ever told you you become little you pieces are. of everyone yeah. else you know and every little life story and every chaotic thing that's ever happened like and I think that's part of why I like the whole like all my friends like it's some sort of circus happening you know because <laughs> because I get to relive that their experience through their stories yeah you know like. When you were talking about, like, how you saw someone give birth. Like, I've never seen that, you know? Like, you've seen that. Like, yeah. you've seen, too, like, because of your medical internships. Like, you've seen people give birth, and it's like, what the hell? That's crazy, you know? Like, it just, you get to live yeah. vicariously through other yeah. people. And that's what's so beautiful about friendships. Like, like my friend Johnny moved to Alaska. And you're like, what the fuck? What the fuck, Johnny? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and then you hear their story and it's crazy and like you know and it's just it becomes this part of like this just yeah this experience in life absolutely you get to like yeah live vicariously through other people yeah and that's and that's not the most important part about friendship but it's the one of the most beautiful parts absolutely you just get to experience life with people and then you get to yeah. hear their stories yeah. and you get to and I think that's what makes it worth all the hardships and all the fake friends and all the like drama between friends and all the toxicity and you being toxic because it's worth it yes what you get out of it is worth it yeah you will learn your lessons if you choose to when you're the toxic friend like how we said you know it's inevitable you're gonna be toxic it's part of life we've all been through shit we will all go through shit so it's inevitable for you to be toxic but if you take the second and you learn from that mistake, the 
possibilities are endless. Your TED Talks that would be TED Talks. Yeah. I mean, the friendship that those friendships that ended in high school for me, yeah, they still make me sad. But if I had never if that friendship had never ended, like if I hadn't have learned the lesson from that friendship those friendships ending, I wouldn't be here with you. Yeah. Because I would still be the toxic friend. Mm-hmm. Because I had to learn my lesson. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, give yourself grace. You're not a bad person. You you just did something bad. <laughs> and move forward <laughs> and love again. Yep. And keep trying to find those people in life that are worth keeping around. Yes. Because, I mean, mind you, we work full-time. We go to school full-time. <laughs> We have relationships outside of our friendships. Yeah. You know, we like, this is a Saturday morning, you know, like <laughs> after working full time and we still wake up early, you know, cause it's worth it. And you get Absolutely. to, you get I, to be with the people that you love and that you want and that like bring something into your life mm-hmm. in a positive way. Yeah. I mean, what else is there to say? Friendships, Pl- platonic friendships. I think this episode was a love letter to our teen selves like always but i think this one is also dedicated to all of our friends yes and the friends we get to see and the friends we don't get to see anymore and the new ones that will come yes all right yeah we are at the sound vibe music studio (laughs) produced by johnny q and uh i'm anna and this is gadi and we'll see you guys next time bye